Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. So this is our first episode post-Halloween, and I want to say I went to a haunted house for the first time this weekend, and uh, I went to two haunted houses, so I went from zero to two, and I learned something awful about myself at these haunted houses. What is it? My fear response is bantering with the actors. So uh, that they, is that's that's real bad, bro. Yeah, so they would jump out, scare me, they'll do like a one-liner and then I'll turn it into a whole bit. Actors would follow me through the hallways so I could continue this bit. <laughs> I, I stopped our group dead in our tracks so I could so I could do this bit with um, someone wearing a pig head. And it got to the point where my friends were like, all right, let's keep going. I'm like, no, I wasn't done. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Craig. This is this is a key key example of literally can't take you anywhere. Well, yes, true, correct, but I think it was either that or I would have been too anxious to go inside in the first place. So I think that we've made a step in the right direction. Yeah, but let's just not stay here, you know? Um we, are you we, much- we got to keep taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, so you know, I'm, it's very difficult for me to watch horror movies by myself. You know, all of last month, I watched all of the movies at 11 a.m. with my window open. Um, so I, I feel like I do whatever I can to uh, lessen the fear state. And I guess in this instance, it was just be annoying, I guess. If I could out annoy the haunted house actors, I won. I wanted to win this haunted house. That is obnoxious. That is obnoxious. But the thing is, I bet it was just different for them. So they probably didn't care too much. Yeah. It's like better than people making threats and trying to fight them. So like, well, <laughs> yeah. at least we're not getting sued. Um, And I'm also one of those people where when I get jump scared, um, my reaction is not to yell, but rather just go, mm, you got me. That was a good one. You got me. <laughs> yeah. On brand. That is very your brand, which is, you know what? That's a perfectly acceptable response, though. I think when most people get scared, it's some variation of that. Yeah. Like if you got jump scared in your house, right? Like you walk in the door and someone just pops out of nowhere. I feel like that's what you would say. I feel like that's what most people would say. The guy you don't want to be is the person who's like, oh, you think that's okay? And you're like, man, we're just having fun, you know? Like, you paid to come here. I don't know what you wanted from us. Right. Also, so if you do not know this about me. Um, I have a prosthetic eye and I cannot see out of the right side of my face. Um, what I learned is that a lot of haunted houses skew their wall-based jump scares from the right. So I missed 40% of the entire haunted house purely because the scares were coming from the wrong side. I don't, I guess if they jumped out and you still didn't see them, I feel like they would jump out and it would take you longer to see them. Yeah. And like sometimes they'll do like, um, things will come out of the walls, you know, like something will poke out of the wall or, you know, Mm -hmm. some, or like a window will open or like something will come down. Like, I just didn't see that stuff. Like there was a sound associated with it, but like, I'm not really scared by loud, sudden sounds by themselves. So I'm like, oh, this place is just loud and i missed a lot yeah dude i'm not when i think of um haunted houses i think of hoobie halloween now wow (laughs) so what a wild thing to taint your memory yeah i haven't been to a haunted house in a while so now my most recent memory is last year's halloween movie that i think that (laughs) now it would be super obnoxious if we went to a haunted house and just be like oh that's just like hubie halloween oh my god i wonder if adam sandler's here i think that would be the most obnoxious right yeah that'd be pretty bad and i think a lot of people just wouldn't get it no not at all like (laughs) like what are you what is he talking is this guy crazy Like, I think my dad watched that movie, but like, I don't get it. It would be, it would be a joke for us and only us. Right. And at that point, I don't even know if it's worth it. Okay. I can actually, I can answer that right now. It wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to talk about our movie? Let's do it. Um, So we started a new theme. We're doing musical biopics, bi- biographical pictures, and they're all based around real musicians. And this 
week's musician is Ray Charles. So we watched Ray with Jamie Foxx, the 2004 movie. Um, all right. So we're not going to do a separate non-spoiler and spoiler section. We're just going to do all spoilers. So if you want to skip ahead to the improv segment, you can do so right here. Time code 2925. Now, um, I, for most of the musicians that we're talking about this month, I have no real connection to their music. Like, Queen, obviously, I think everyone does. But, like, you know, a lot of these musicians were before my time. So, I went into this movie, pr- like, without knowing a lot. I'm like, let's just see where this movie oh, so, takes and you've me. Nev- and you've never seen this movie before, right? Correct. Yep, correct. Okay, gotcha. And uh, I, I was thinking, like, do I... I listen to the music beforehand so I can like kind of get a gist or, or like, you know, kind of know what I'm getting into. But I decided against it purely so I could see what songs I recognized just by living my life. And then I went back and listened to some more music. Gotcha. Um, let me tell you, Ray Charles is a freaking legend. He is. Uh, really is. I've I've, w- I've watched this movie before, but also my parents introduced me to Ray Charles when I was a kid. Okay. So I've like been a fan. The thing about this movie though is the music is so good. It is almost distracting. Okay. Um, For me, like the story is there. The writing exists. The acting is the acting is actually phenomenal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you can easily forget that this is Jamie Fox. Um, because he does. So I don't know if you can forget it's Jamie Fox, but it's it's not even an impression anymore. It's so amazing. Yeah, and it definitely for me it took a little bit to um get to let Jamie Fox do his thing for two reasons, and one of them being so like according to the trivia, he wore prosthetics in his eyes to like. Like, make him blind. Yeah. And so when you first watch the movie, it's like, oh, it's just Jamie Foxx closing his eyes the whole time. Um, but then you, you know, you get used to that. And then the second thing is they talk like a 50s cartoon. Like, it's almost a caricature of what the 50s was like. You hear them speak in this dialogue and you're like, I didn't know this was real. I thought it was just something that people played up as a joke. And let me give you an example because I wrote it down um towards the beginning of the movie you get a line that's like i just blew in from tampa me and my partner gazi mcgee came here you know want to fatten up our style cop some licks with some more experienced cats you dig and i'm like that's not a real sentence you (laughs) made up most of those words (laughs) it is when you're freaking ray charles dude the dialect was so specific and like the black southern culture that like it, it is wild to listen to it because you get what they're saying, but you're like, no one would say that now. Like yeah. half those words didn't even stick. Like all of like, it's like I said, that's the kind of language that people use to make fun of the fifties era. Right. Like another crazy thing about this is he's old. Like in yes. real life, Ray Charles was born in the thirties and you, we get to see what the thirties is like. Cause most of the time you see what the forties and fifties are like from the view of a white person you see it from the view of a black person you're like oh this is bad this yeah. is real bad dude yeah I, I um like i know what's the time 45 seconds before he gets called the n-word like yeah. it does not waste time reminding us hey racism also you're like what does his mom do for a living i wonder if she's, she's probably a secretary it's the 50s no she does laundry for people yeah over a fire yeah like what um so, i think ugh, it's nuts i think this movie did a really good job at supplementing us with those childhood scenes without making them feel like they weren't too far in it and in uh they weren't too sporadic and they weren't too frequent. I feel like they happened right where they needed to. They also I- didn't stick around for a while, which is I love because I'm I'm not a flashback guy, bro. I don't like flashbacks almost ever. Um, so when the and when flashbacks go on for a long time, I get bored out of my mind. Yeah. So there's no stakes for me. Like I already know this guy's gonna be okay. I see his life right now. So there's like I- no stakes. But I also think this, this, uh, but I also think there were stakes in these flashbacks because, or at least one of them, because we see a child die. Yeah. And I'm like, drown, bro. And dude, that got so intense so fast. Like, it's like, oh, they're playing in the tub, no big deal, whatever. And then someone's dead. Like, yeah, bro. just like that. And I'm like, um, excuse me? What? 
And uh, yeah, I think this movie, I think it also teased like the mystery just long enough because like we see him like he has like PTSD, uh, like he has like hallucinations of water, like maybe two or three times, which was like just the perfect amount for us to wonder what does this mean? Then they tell us what it means and then they do it again. So we know what I don't want to say what's at stake, but like what's really going on behind the scenes. Right. He watched his brother die. He watched his brother drown and he could have saved him, but didn't because he didn't know what to do. And they were both kids. And also he lost his uh, sight to presumably glaucoma at a young age. So this is one of the only memories he has of seeing. Yeah. So it's not great. No, not yeah. So I think that was a really good establishing, like a really good establishing arc. Like we, I, from a movie perspective, I cared about this character a lot because of what happened. Right. You also get why he's into numbing pain and into drug use. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. If I had traumatic experiences like this, I would be doing the same thing. Um, this is my pet peeve. I think with biopics, it's, I feel like they never spend enough time with the rise to stardom. Like it was just kind of like a, Oh, when people go from like going on tour in the back of a van to all of a sudden they're private jets in 15 minutes. Yeah. So And, like, this movie was like, oh, Ray Charles walked into a bar, he auditioned at a club, and now he's got gigs. I'm like, well, um, uh, okay, cool. Like, I I feel like, again, I don't know how true it would have been, but, like, dude had success instantaneously, and that was not very satisfying in terms of a story element, and also just didn't feel very real. Also, but I mean, this, this, the problem is you don't know how much time is passing. Yeah. Because he's, he is in a part of a house band at a bar. And then all of a sudden it's like, I've been sleeping with this woman for a year and a half and you guys have been cutting my pay. I'm like, whoa, that was that long? 18 months? And he's been sleep. He's been in order to avoid paying rent. They set up a deal for him. He didn't have a choice where he's essentially living with this woman as her partner and having sex with her as a transaction for a place to live. Yeah. And she's also like kind of his manager. Self-appointed so, manager. Yeah. So there's also a weird power dynamic going on in that sense. And the first half of this movie, or at least the first act, it's a lot of him getting played and you feel really bad for him because almost every person everyone starts on his team yeah um like his house band is like hey let me make sure your money is counted correctly like hey let's make sure you know you you know you're sleeping with this woman but you have a place to stay and then slowly over time it's like yeah of course we cut your pay what did you expect like excuse me excuse yeah where he's making like five bucks and then they go to the next place like oh, we're gonna go on tour because don't worry we're gonna take care of you and then all of a sudden they're like oh we're not gonna give you your money in ones anymore we just don't yeah. want to or you're not gonna come out with us with the girls because we're not gonna be able to get laid if you're around so you're gonna sleep here or call yourself a cab like figure it out and it was it was just disheartening that first half and, and it meant and it, that's what it wanted to be and it succeeded in that aspect very well right because then it got to a point where you just don't trust anybody you think yeah. everyone's taking advantage of you and and so like later on in the movie when he's not as trustworthy when he gets a little bit more cutthroat you know it kind of starts to get full circle in that aspect yeah it's uh it's show business um dude the freaking music in this movie it's very so, good it's ray charles the entire time None of it's Jamie Foxx. But Jamie Foxx is also a classically, pian- classically trained pianist. Um, and you, there are so many shots of him playing the piano for real that it really made me think, how in the world could they have casted literally anybody else for this movie? Yeah. That, that, how many other crazy. actors can play piano and sing and do impressions as good as Jamie Foxx? Freaking nobody. It would have to be somebody that we don't know about. Right. So I'm like, oh, they would have had to, had to have cast a no name like many movies that are like okay we need a person who can actually sing we don't know anybody so we're gonna have to go find somebody dude denzel washington got offered this role before they offered it to jamie fox yeah i don't think that would have worked yeah here's the thing i know denzel washington's debatably one of the best actors of all time it's what are we doing man he could have faked it yeah there would be mm-hmm. a lot of scenes where we don't see his hands or be a stunt double playing for him it 
Denzel passed, and I'm like, he knew. He knew. He knew. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I could make this happen, but it's not going to be pretty. And Jamie Foxx freaking killed it to the point where he won a Grammy. Not a Grammy. An Oscar. An Oscar. Although yeah. he probably could have won a Grammy and has. But yeah, it was freaking nuts. It's freaking nuts. Jamie Foxx is one of the most talented people in the business. I think everybody knows this. He does stand-up comedy. He puts out albums. He's an Oscar-nominated actor. What, wow, what, you this, are really just like going down on Jamie Foxx right now. <laughs> dude, he also has multiple own businesses. He has his own liquor company. He has his own eyewear company he's like freaking incredible he, he's an, also an author of a new book like you see him in this movie you're like this guy is so unbelievably talented it's crazy also you get a new appreciation for ray charles who's also unbelievably his nickname was the genius yeah that's the thing that i came away from this is like like i already knew that i liked jamie fox as an actor like personally i don't love him but i he's so good in this movie unfortunately he's in as many bad movies as he is good movies which yeah. is a curse um but i definitely walked away with um a better appreciation for ray charles himself because you know like i said pretty much unfamiliar with his music like there are a few hits that that I recognized throughout the movie, but um, overall, it was more of I learned to more appreciate Ray Charles. Um, I think Regina King was amazing in this movie. Yeah, Carrie dude. Washington, both of them yeah. were just they were so good. Um, also, <laughs> and while talking actors, um, shout uh, out Cur- Fathead, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to what? point out uh, Curtis Armstrong who played Ahmet. Um, mm-hmm. I love him as an actor, Curtis Armstrong. Um, he's been in like a few episodes of psych and stuff like that and i i he was very good in this movie i liked him a lot and then (laughs) wendell pierce Wendell Pierce, I can pick out every time I see him in a movie without question. He um he plays Meghan Markle's dad in Suits. Yep. I whenever I see him, I'm like, Suits, I know you. Hey, don't don't think you can slide by me. <laughs> it's crazy. Harry Lennox, um, who plays uh Joe Adams, is in Blacklist. So every time I see him, I'm like, Blacklist blacklist um who else freaking uh david krumholtz uh milt shaw he's uh ray's business manager the one who's getting him all these deals like i can get you paid more he's the elf in santa claus oh (laughs) and i can't think of him as anything else terrence howard's in this and I just don't like him anymore because he was in the first <laughs> Iron Man and said, I need to be paid more. And then they yeah. replaced him. Um, dude, there's the guy from the ABC, uh, from ABC. Oh, when he books that job. Okay. The big guy. I can't remember what his name is. He's in stuff. To, dude, this whole movie, it came out in 2004, but I'm like, all these actors have had so much work done since then. Yeah. They're you, all, yeah they were all picked fantastically. Yeah. What a freaking cast. Um, I also want to say, um, I want to look at uh, the Oscars. So uh, Jamie Foxx won best actor for this movie. Duh. Killed it. Freaking so, killed it. Um, if you wanted to look at what he was up against. It was uh, Don Cheadle in Hotel Rwanda, Johnny Depp in Finding Neverland, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator, and Clint Eastwood in Million Dollar Baby. Dude, those are that's a freaking list, bro. It's a list. And Yo. I would have to and I would have to like go through and watch these movies like trying to compare it to Jamie Foxx and Ray, but like this wasn't a bad choice. Dude, Hotel Rwanda, I've seen all those movies. Hotel, except for one, Hotel Rwanda is a freaking emotional roller coaster. Aviator is another biopic um, about a pilot who's also an engineer who also is a movie director and producer. He does all those things. DiCaprio does an amazing job. He also has like, uh, I don't know if it's like autism or just like social dysfunctions. It's wild. Amazing movie. Million Dollar Baby is an incredible movie that like, it's it's not even a plot twist, but something happens in the movie that you're just like, what? This isn't allowed. This shouldn't be, this, when movies are made, this can't happen. The fact that he beat all those out is a testament to how freaking good of an actor Jamie Foxx was in this movie. It's yeah. nuts. Um, Although in the, uh, he was also nominated for um, uh, best supporting actor in a movie for my personal favorite Jamie Foxx movie, which is Collateral. Oh, yeah. He's very, he's very good in that movie, too. So, also, Django. Yeah. Dude, Jamie Foxx is freaking, he's got some heaters, bro. Yeah. Um, this movie was um, also won for best achievement in sound mixing, which makes sense. It's a freaking music movie and it yeah. killed it. Um, 
nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year didn't win. Best Achievement in Directing didn't win. Best Achievement in Editing didn't win. Best Achievement in Costume Design didn't win. Freaking which is six, fine. Six Oscars. Bro. Which, like, hey, costume design, whatever. <laughs> I mean, other than making them look like they're in the 50s, you know, they did their job. <laughs> right. It was freaking, dude, this movie's impressive. Yes, it genuinely is. That being said, it's like 30 minutes too long. It's so long. It's so long. I got, I was 45 minutes in and I'm like, we're in the first act still. 45 Um, minutes in, you're still in the first act. Once he starts taking a second mistress, I'm like, oh, things are about to like climax soon. There's an hour left in the movie. It's bad, dude. It's so freaking long. And like, Um, and I'm one of those people where good things can outstay their welcome. They absolutely can. And so I broke this movie up into two days um, because I started it kind of late. And I cannot imagine watching that movie in one sitting because I do. Yeah, it's just too long. I took an intermission. I started this morning and took an intermission. I was an hour in and there's an hour and a half left. And I'm like, I nope. Taking a break. Yeah. (laughs) It's dude. First of all, I am not of great movies can overstay the welcome. Great movies can stay. This movie isn't freaking good enough to do that. It's a great movie. (laughs) It's not that good, bro. Because, like, eventually you get to a point where you're like, all right, he's cheating on his wife. He's doing drugs. Right. (laughs) I get it. He's rich. I get it. He's a player. I get it. He's doing drugs. All we get is a new girl, a new house. Same drugs. Also, new concert venue. Also, like something else, please. Ray and then Charles. Obviously, the business breaks down. <sighs> yeah. I just want to say, Ray Charles learned this the hard way, but uh, I'm gonna give you this advice for free. Never get a second mistress. All right, because. <laughs> Yeah. If you have the first mistress, right, and you get caught by your partner, they have stuff to lose, right? They have a, they potentially have a family with you. They have a life with you. They have history with you. They, they have a reason to stay. That second mistress or that first mistress, they don't. If, yeah, if your first your mistress finds out that you've been cheating on them, boy, accept your losses. You're done. You are dead. Bro, Anything that happens like, to you is justified i was thinking the whole time i'm like you know this is ray charles right you know you're you're here to sing because he wants to keep you around but he gets girls whenever he wants he's ray freaking charles this guy was out selling frank sinatra yeah frank sinatra says he is the best uh artist uh that he ever knew frank sinatra said that about ray charles so yeah and i think about that all the time like there's there's a leverage there um because first of all ray charles do not sleep with people you employ that is a power <laughs> dynamic that Bro, is icky ray and charles getting me too <laughs> the um, thing is there's so much respect for him he was invincible yeah. also yeah dead, but <laughs> yeah um the thing i think about when it comes to stuff like this is like he was involved in the movie his son who has his name was an executive producer on this movie and like it takes a lot of self-confidence and personal growth to read a script and watch the first draft of a movie where you're the villain for half of it yeah we're rooting for you but i mean and he just took it like a champ he was also out of rehab because the movie ends yeah he, he leaves rehab of heroin addiction yeah um everyone apparently in the business everyone knows that he continued to do alcohol and just smoke a lot of weed but heroin it's is not also, heroin it's not heroin <laughs> heroin is supposed to be the most it's the one drug that not it's not even once yeah all the other ones even meth people are like it was addicting, but heroin is gone down in history as the not even once drug. So cutting him a lot of slack. Okay. Yeah. I um, mean, a lot of trauma, Um, but there's a lot of balls and being like, we're going to show you cheating on your wife. And he's we're like, gonna yeah, sh- sure. Yeah. We're going to show you doing drugs around your family. We're going to show you um being a bad dad. We're going to show you getting arrested more than once. And we're going to show you being a bad mis- business manager. And he approved all of it. Yeah. So which that, is like, impressive. It's genuinely impressive, which like there, I, I, I respect someone who was like, yeah, listen, it's going to be like blown up for cinematic purposes, but like at its core, like this was my life. And yeah. I, I respect that move a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm sure stuff got cut out, but I'm also yeah. like, cause he had another wife before the wife in this movie. He knew her f- I think they were married for like a year and some change and they had a kid together and that didn't even make the cut of this movie. That's um, why probably because it was so, sh- it was probably in the movie 
And they're probably like, this movie's five hours long. We're going to need to start cutting stuff. <laughs> People like Ray Charles, but not that much. Right. They didn't even, they had one scene involving segregation. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. we got to keep it moving. <laughs> this movie's getting too long. <laughs> we'll just reference it a few times and then we'll do the big scene and we're good. Yeah. It was wild, dude. It's just, there's, I think this movie focus around the story a little bit but it is music focused it definitely it is we're gonna find his top 15 hits and tell you the story behind them yeah um so i listened to a little bit of his his music on the commute back to my place and (laughs) so uh, his estate put out like less than two months ago like a super mega like best of album it is 90 songs and almost six hours long (laughs) That's amazing. Well, he kept creating music. Yeah. He signed to different labels and just kept coming out with music, different genres. And it's like, I'm just going to keep putting stuff out. And people kept buying it. Yeah. Like this guy never fell off. And I'm a little disappointed because of the five songs I listened to, two of them were Beatles covers. And I'm like, all right, well, I've learned nothing from this. Right. Yeah, he's a he's a freaking legend, bro. I love him to death. Yeah. Um. It's the what also blows my mind is there's two blind black piano players who are legends. Yeah. That's even crazier than it's so much more than double crazy. It is the it's the epitome of if I had a nickel, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Yes. It is. It is wild that both Ray Charles and Steve Wonder are good enough to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and have multiple Grammys. That's crazy. Yeah, this movie didn't really touch on the celebrity lifestyle as much as it could have, which I don't think right. is a fault, which I don't think like hurts the movie or helps the movie. I think it's just what the movie chose. You know, like there's not a lot of stardom. There's not a lot of these award His, your shows. Your only stardom you get is the segregation where people are boycotting his shows. And then there's a lot of concert hall scenes where you can see how many people he's performing for yeah but you don't see much of like the celebrity lifestyle outside of the womanizing and the drugs right which you know i can appreciate because i know other movies down the down the road are going to do that right it's nuts also the good thing about having a movie this good is there's never going to be another one no one's going to remake ray yeah also this movie was done so good there might not be a stevie wonder movie because <laughs> <laughs> jamie fox would have to play him and that would never happen i know t-pain did a pretty good job in the epic rap battle of history with him so okay. maybe it's, it's, it's crazy dude it's crazy <laughs> Um, great movie man i'm giving this a flat eight it could have been higher if it wasn't so long (laughs) um i when i watched it the first time i would have given it an eight eight and a half the dialogue and the plot for me no it was too i was here for the music but everything in between wasn't great for me so i'm giving it a flat seven okay fair enough Fair enough. This movie is very good. Um, At the very, like, whenever I have to rent movies, like, I don't care about it because I'm like, oh, it's podcast content. But just in general, this movie was worth the $4 I paid to rent it. Oh, 100%. 100%. And for all, all those people who aren't super familiar with Ray Charles, it catches you up. Yeah. Like you I said. You can walk away being like, I, I feel pretty comfortable with what I know now. Oh, I do want to say. I cried during this movie. Um, at the end, when he has that flashback with his mom and George, and George goes, you know, it's not your fault. And then he is at the Congress hearing, and B is like, uh, I wish your mom had been here. And he's like, you know, she's always been here. She's never left. I'm like, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. She's never left. You're right. Oh, I didn't I didn't cry in this movie. It's also because I've seen it before. Yeah, but... I did not expect to cry at this movie, but lo and behold, here we are. Which is why I'm very comfortable giving it an eight. Yeah, very good movie. Would recommend. All right, let's move on to our improv segment. Alex, what do you got? Our improv segment. Obviously, we're doing a new one. Yes. Because that's what I'm here for. And it's called Read the Room. And we're just going to do a bunch of scenarios where it's typical to behave a certain way. When you're having a conversation, you realize, man, it would be inappropriate for me to say this thing. There's a way to approach this. However, in these scenarios, one person can't read the room. They don't care what the social norms are. They're just going to say what's on their mind and we'll see how it goes. Okay. I have one in mind. All right. Okay. Um, and so this this will be a dialogue. We'll find a way to make it a dialogue. Um, but I want you to be giving a best man speech 
at my second wedding. Okay. And you want me to misbehave? Yes. Okay. All right. Let me let me stretch. We haven't done this in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to pretend in a long time. Here's the thing. We do absolutely no warm-ups for this podcast. <sighs> Alex and I talked about finances for 20 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to remember to be funny. be funny. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. As you know, um... I'm Alex, uh, Craig's best man. Uh, great to see you all again. Uh, food is better this time. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, when Craig said he met a girl, um, I think we all had the same thought. I thought you broke up with the last girl because you were gay. But, you know, he found a Latina. So, didn't really expect him to hey, oh, switch oh, um, to hey, people Alex, of color. Um, yeah. Alex? Um, uh, uh, love, love, love the jokes. Okay. Maybe dial, maybe dial back the second, sure. this, the second so, wedding joke. So, um, you started dating a person of color, which I can attribute to being my friend. Um, that hey, maybe he kind of, uh, Hey Alex, um, yeah. Bethany isn't a person of color. She's just really tan. Like she's from Florida. Oh, are I you sure you, you're not I, like Cuban or no, I like told, I told or... you this. We met in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Monica. What's your what's your name? I just told oh, you it's Bethany. 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 When I first met Bethany, um wait, are you friends with Monica? No. Or no one here is friends with group? Monica. Hey, no, give me the microphone. So when I first Okay. Bethany when I met her, I thought, you know, bigger than the last girl. <laughs> but I bet you She's great at spooning. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what? Hey, I thought this was a good idea. You did really you know, well in the first best man speech, but honestly, you've crossed a line and I can't let you do it again. Cox gun. <laughs> you know, bigger. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, if that ever would have happened in real life. We've talked about this before where like there's definitely like different standards, like not necessarily bad different standards, but different standards between what a maid of honor speech and a best man speech should be because a maid of honor speech more often than not is very sentimental. Somebody's going to cry. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, somebody's crying. But a best man speech, it's kind of expected to be a stand up routine. And no, people are not used to doing stand up, bro. Not only are people not used to doing stand up, nobody knows where the line is until they've crossed it because best men will write a speech between them and the group like they'll write between their standards and then you start telling like old hookup jokes to someone's grandma and you're like oh never mind this Dude, was wrong. real real life my best man told about me speeding <laughs> on his way to the funeral of his grandfather <laughs> Of which we were pallbearers too, and we thought we were running late. And the best part is, he sent that to his mom to proofread it. Her dad. That's the person we're talking about. And he said that in front of all my guests. He wrote that. Let's okay. I, I don't know if this is cutting him slack or tightening the noose, but he did write that speech while we were getting dressed. Uh, it was just rough, dude. And the thing is, I don't know if he had it written. He was just writing it down on note cards, or if he was literally just t writing out the words. But I'm saying is, best men's speeches are historically bad. But there is a barrier to being bad and then ending up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, would not recommend, would not. God. Right, Craig, <laughs> yeah, I got a scenario for you. Hit me with something. So we're at a parent-teacher conference. Okay. And you're telling me about how my daughter is doing in school. Okay. I'm ready uh, when you are. All right. Oh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Good, so nice to see you. Um, I I'm glad that you were able to come here. I know a lot of parents can't make it, but I'm, I'm, glad, to, I'm glad to be able to talk to you. Oh, absolutely. Like, ever since... Um, she has joined fifth grade and she's been telling us how much she loves it here. We've always wanted to see kind of what the teacher's perspective was. Yeah. Um, Tabitha has been, I mean, kind of a teacher's pet, um, which I don't mind. It means, you know, that's one less student. Like I have to keep an eye on. Um, I Thanks. think she is, she is taking it a, a little bit too literally. And I don't know, like she's been walking around on all fours recently is that does she do that at home no um 
I thought, what? Yeah, one kid called her a teacher's pet. We all kind of laughed it off. Then she slowly got out of her chair on all fours and then started to purr and then scratch the child. Did you? Did you not get a phone call about this? No, no, I must have missed that. How? When did this? Has this been happening all year? Well, that was an isolated incident, but I think she got comfortable and has kind of just been, as soon as she walks through the doorframe of the classroom, it's like instant cat mode. Well, you know, that's interesting because her favorite movie is, as you know, Dark Knight, many of our favorite movies. (laughs) And she has developed kind of an affinity for, you know, Anne Hathaway's character. So okay, it's so, possible that they're related. Okay. Um, I do want to say, though, if her favorite movie, her favorite movie should be The Dark Knight Rises then. Should, shouldn't it be? No, th- I mean, she was introduced in The Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, comes back in Dark Knight Rises. Or, you know, she does watch these movies behind my back. I'm an adult. I don't watch Batman. I'm kind of just taking her word for it. But I think she also watched the one with Halle Berry. And that one has caused problems as well. Yeah, she does. Okay, that is making a lot of sense. Because when she stands up from her cat form, she does put on a leather cowl and crack a whip. And again, Um, what was hmm? that last part you just said? Leather cowl? No, the the part after that. Oh, crack a whip. Yeah. She's whipping students? No, she kind of like just whips it into the air. I think she's still figuring out how to use it effectively. But like, like I said, teacher's pet. She's staying out of trouble. I'm not really, I'm not bothered by it. Yeah, I am. And the fact that you have allowed a fifth grader to be wearing all leather in school is completely inappropriate. Just the cowl. You know what? Still inappropriate. She's a minor. And that's where I draw the line. Hey, okay. So let's read the room. (laughs) Where we make uh, 10-year-olds wear leather and best men talk about, you know. Bad things. Bad things. Bad things. All right. Well, let's move on to our middle segment. Um, Our middle segment. So, hey, gang, uh, I don't know if you picked up on this over the last month, but we did a batch recording, which means we went three weeks without recording. (laughs) And in that time, we have watched a lot of content on our own. So rather than just kind of trying to fit everything into five minutes at the end of the podcast, we're going to take our time and just talk about what we've been watching in the interim. I watched five stand up shows. In 11 movies. That's wild. I did no such thing. (laughs) I also started you. Finished season five of Survivor. And played a little and played a little bit of video games. So that's kind of the reason why I was able to knock out so much is because I was going hard in the paint. Yeah. So I left ratings for all of these. We can go into them if there's something to say. Shane Gillis, um, live from Austin, is tied for my favorite standout special that I watched. Um, Gave it an 8 out of 10. It was tied with Neil Brennan, three mics, also 8 out of 10. Um, Shane Gillis is on YouTube. Neil Brennan's on Netflix. Totally different kinds of comedy. Neil Brennan's is more of a one-man show, and Shane Gillis is a straight-up stand-up for yeah. 48 minutes. They're both hilarious. But if I if you're going to watch one purely for jokes, that would be Shane Gillis's. Um, I also did watched... you watch, um, not, maybe not recently, but did you watch um, Mike Birbiglia's Broadway show? Yeah. Um, what's it called? The New One, I think, is, is what it's called? Yes. Yes. Um, um, that's that, a one-man show as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like it's very one-man show. Um, Neil Brennan, he talks about kind of like trauma and the death of his dad and stuff like that. But he also has hella jokes. Yeah. So that's more of a one man show. Even Dave, I watched Dave Chappelle's The Closer on Netflix. Um, that is stand up, but it has one man show vibes where it's not joke set up or set up punchline, set up punchline. Um, it, there's a lot of stuff in between. That's kind of Dave Chappelle's MO anyway. Yeah. Um, but the closer has that in spades. So if you're looking for like typical Dave Chappelle sticks and stones is still a freaking banger. Um, and the closer was good. I gave it a 7.2 of 7.25. It's just not his best. Um, and then I also watched Theo Vaughn's Regular People. I gave it a 6.75. And I watched Rosebud Baker, Whiskey Fist. And I gave that a six and a half. Hella stand up. I wasn't disappointed in almost any of them. I thought Dave Chappelle's would be funnier. But I know there was hella controversy around it anyway. But it was good. Just not his best. Yeah, sure. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I'm going to do a hard pivot. <laughs> and sure. uh, I think one of the first things that I watched um, was the Muppets Haunted Mansion special. <sighs> Bro. What do you 
mean, bro? Could you have pivoted any harder? You said hard pivot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that did not prep me for the Muppets, man. Yeah. So the Muppets made, you know, it's an adaptation of the Haunted Mansion ride story movie um it's good not my favorite muppet content um there's also been some discourse in the muppet fan base because in 2017 um disney parted ways with the guy who has been effectively voicing kermit since jim henson died Mm -hmm. and so they parted ways a few years ago and this is one of the first few big projects with a new kermit voice and people are not having it people don't like it (laughs) so when you hire a new voice actor i'm assuming especially when it's a character yeah you try to mimic the original voice as close as possible so people don't notice the difference yeah not the case not the case and then so here's the thing i don't i'm not sold that i dislike his voice yet because i think he's a much better singer than the last guy or jim henson at least as kermit so Mm -hmm. i do not love listening to kermit sing but this guy is not bad at it. So that's why I'm still waiting to give him more chances because I don't want to, I don't want to watch one thing and be like, nah, I don't like him. I, I want to yeah, give sure. him some space to grow. All right. I see your Muppets and raise you gunpowder milkshake. Okay. I kind of wanted to watch this. Here's the thing. Not a fan of Netflix original movies. I think we've been over this. And I took note, which ones were Netflix and which ones were HBO max. HBO max wipes the floor with Netflix movies. In general, by the in way, general. not just originals. In general, HBO Max pound for pound is better. Um, but I imagine Gunpowder Milkshake was not good. So, what was that movie you said was just like um, John Wick, but for girls? Uh, Kate. This movie is actually John Wick girls. Oh, okay. Now, Kate was. N- I get what you're saying, but it's Gunpowder Milkshake is actually like a one to one John Wick. There's like a world based around this mercenary culture there's like safe houses there's a whole there's a library in this movie that just has guns in the books and it's a safe be like hey if you go in there it's kind of a safe space so like it's a whole it's literally if you like john wick then you might like gunpowder milkshake except for the fact that gunpowder milkshake is bad (laughs) so i gave it a 5.75 and Um, i I like karen gillen which is the only reason i would watch it i'll tell Um, you what though it was better than the other Kate? one you just said. It Kate? Was, it was definitely better than Kate. <laughs> okay, fair so, enough. Um, it's it's in between Kate and actual John Wick for real. Like a seven and a half. Yeah. Um, this just isn't as good. I think there's a there's some dialogue issues. Um, I think they could have done more time world building, but it's legit. If you like John Wick and you're a big fan of women, <laughs> you could at least give this one a shot. <laughs> I also watched Safe House with Denzel Washington for the second time. I've only seen it one other time. All right. Um, I will take your gunpowder milkshake and I will raise you uh, Gone Girl. I uh, oh, watched dude. Gone Girl for what the first time. What a great time. movie. That what movie a great rules. Movie. That movie it's rules. It's so good. Here's the thing. Loved 90% of the movie. The last 10% blows. The last 10% of that movie is the worst. Like, I've never been let down by a movie so hard than I have with Gone Girl. Yeah. Because, like, Dude, here's God, the thing. Gone Girl is so like, good. Because the rest of the movie is so smart and intelligent and witty. And, like, I feel like there's an actual mystery happening. And then the mm-hmm. end of the movie is, is, spoiler, she comes back and he stays with her. The end. What? It sucks, okay. Bro. It sucks. So yeah, very um, much enjoyed it. Very much worth it. Um, I watched Safe House with Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds, and it's about Ryan Reynolds plays a CIA agent in South Africa. Okay. Um, that n- nothing ever happens. He's got a girlfriend down there. He goes to work. He clocks in, clocks out. He's a new agent, very green. Nothing happens. Then Denzel Washington, who left the U.S., I think he was also an ex-CIA agent, except he's started trading foreign secrets and he's like fbi's most wanted list cia's most wanted list known trader is caught in south uh south africa and now he finds he starts telling ryan reynolds like listen everybody's dirty and ryan reynolds has to turn him in but safely now that everyone's trying to kill him because he has everybody's secrets it was super good violent the entire time ryan reynolds wasn't his signature self too so he's not not it's not deadpool he's playing a guy who has jokes, but he's not funny. And Safe House is the name of this movie? It's called Safe House. It's got Denzel Washington into it, who's a certified badass. It was dope, bro. 
I um, gave it seven seven point seven five. Oh, rock on! Uh, I wa <laughs> I rewatched The Mask, <laughs> and because I watched Listen, banger. Here's the thing. So I watched Beetlejuice, loved it, and I'm like. I want another character like this. The mask, obviously. Um, That's Cameron Diaz's uh, debut role, too. That's yeah. a, or more breakout role. Yeah. That's what people know her for. Uh, I don't think it holds up. I really <laughs> don't think the movie holds up. It's, How does the CG look? The CG isn't bad. You know, all things considered, that the CG is not the reason why the movie doesn't hold up. It's the fact that the movie is all one-liners. Oh. Like, at, like, and there's no banter. There's no, like... It's wacky and it's crazy, but it it's all fluff. It's all just like, uh, yeah, it's all just one-liners and no substance. I re- I'm honestly kind of disappointed in in how much I didn't like it going back to it. Wow. Um. So I watched Capone with uh Christian Bale. No, Tom Hardy. This was the worst movie of the eleven. Okay. It details Al Capone's life after he got out of Alcatraz. And he had syphilis. There is absolutely no gang violence except for in the last 15 minutes of the movie. It is so slow and so bad. And he's got a Brooklyn accent, but it's also an old accent because it's in the Mm. freaking 30s or 40s. It's so bad, dude. It is so bad. The acting um, is there, but it's it's trash. Did you watch that John Travolta movie? What was it called? Uh, yeah, I did watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how, how do Gotti. those two compare? That movie is also bad. There's also a gangster movie about Whitey Bulger played by uh, Johnny Depp called Black Mass. That was the best of these three movies. So okay. If you're for a gangster movie about a real person played by a great actor, watch Black Mass with Johnny Depp and skip Capone, which I gave a 4.75. Freaking bad. And skip um Gotti, Gotti as well there's also tom hardy plays a gangster um called in a movie called legend and he plays two twin brothers i was not i was not a fan of that one that one was kind that of one was for me. better than this one yeah this sure. is the fact that he's played two gangsters two real life gangsters i guess three because he was also playing his twin and kind of dropped the ball and, on both of them and dropped the ball on the on the gangster annoys the crap out of me Dude, it's just not a good movie. I I would not recommend this movie to anyone. It's a 4.75 and I'm sticking to it. All right. I'm going to talk about it. I watched Squid Game. I haven't. So no spoilers. Of course. Of course. So this show is, it okay, short review, good, not great. Does not live up to the hype, but it is good. It is. I get Black Mirror vibes from it. Kind of, but not as interesting. <laughs> Um, oh no so it's nine episodes and listen here's the thing i talked about this on small and tall i am an advocate for miniseries i think that the miniseries is a fantastic medium to tell one specific story and not get bogged down with trying to write to get renewed that being said i could cut the show from nine episodes to six episodes without knowing anything about storytelling (laughs) Oh, wow. I slept through. No joke. As soon as the episode started, I fell asleep. As soon as the episode ended, I woke up. I slept through the entirety of episode seven. Didn't miss a thing. Oh, jeez, dude. And This I'm, is literally and breaking the internet. And I'm the kind of person where I love game shows, right? My favorite episode of It's Always Sunny is Family Fight and Charty McDennis. My favorite mm-hmm. episode of How I Met Your Mother is the uh, Who Gets to Be the Godparent game. Like, and so I'm like, oh, this show was written for me. Over the course of nine episodes, they do six games. Oh, dude, that's depressing. So it's fine. It's good. It's good. If you want to watch it, I think you should. I'm not going to tell you no. I'm going to watch it purely because I've missed the train on so many freaking pop phenomenons. I didn't watch Stranger Things and I didn't watch Bridgerton. And both of those have like cleaned up on Netflix's algorithm i guess it's like the most highly watched things this beat both of those things and it's not even close so i feel like i have to watch this one yeah so that's it was good but not great uh parker and i binged it in a day oh wow yeah how long are the episodes 40 minutes 30 it's they vary i think the shortest one is 35 the longest is an hour um uh do you have anything else boy do i (laughs) <laughs> Fourth movie I watched was Guns Akimbo. Okay. With Daniel Radcliffe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
it's very similar to the movie um it's just a gamified real life there's another movie that came out after this and i can't remember what it's called it's where you do dares oh truth or dare and the audience oh dude what is it it's got the uh young defranco in it is it not called truth or dare i don't think so or isn't it like never something it's emma roberts never yep that one nerve nerve it's called nerve yeah it is very similar to nerve um Except for this one, you get freaking put pitted against another person. You have to kill them in real life. And the winner advances. Except for Daniel Radcliffe is a troll online. And they come to his house and force him to play the game by bolting guns to his hands. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty traumatic. Um, It's okay. Just middle of the road. It's okay. I wouldn't tell people not to watch it. I wouldn't tell people to watch it. If you are interested in games... Then this is your one. I Maybe. gave it six point two five. Then uh, I watched Ted, the extended oh, version on HBO okay. Max. Okay. This movie is so funny. <laughs> I laughed out loud to the point where I had to pause the movie. And it was not at like the big jokes. Um, because of some of the jokes I've seen before. This movie's been out for forever. Um, and I'm excited to watch the second one. Um, but it's like some of the subtle writing is just hilarious um it's an 8.2 out of 8.25 out of 10 dang maybe i need to maybe i'll add this to my list it's so funny dude it is so funny i was i was dying um i want to say i did start playing the new far cry far cry 6 okay if you hey it's a far cry game it it is a far cry game any notable advancements? Anything worth mentioning? Difference from the other ones? Uh, Giancarlo Esposito is the antagonist. Oh, dude, love that guy. He's Gus, by the way, for everybody from, from, break, uh, from Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. So um, here's the thing about Far Cry that fascinates me is it is so good at making carbon copies of the previous game for the main series, but then going completely off the wall for their spinoff games, right? So mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, Far Cry 3, 4, 5, and 6, the exact same game. However, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, Far Cry Primal, and Far Cry New Dawn could not be more different from each other if they tried. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I'm kind I'm glad I got it because I wanted to get a new AAA game. Kind of wish I got Guardians of the Galaxy instead. Yeah. I haven't played Far Cry in a while. I think I need to jump back in. I bought it. Might as well play it. Yeah, definitely. It's, but for not being a huge guy based around story, it's kind of the motivating factor. And the yeah. gameplay isn't... Just play GTA. The gameplay in GTA is better. Yeah. I want to talk but... about one more game. And I started playing uh, Back for Blood, which is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Oh, And nice. let me tell you, that game's not fun without friends. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Welp. Well, you said it's a spiritual successor. So is like gameplay similar? Yep, it is literally. Oh, gotcha. I cannot express this enough. It is the exact same game as Left 4 Dead. <laughs> so like, I'm sure if you got one, two, or three people to join you, it would be a blast. Even it is not a fun grind game for me. Even if I put on a podcast, and I'm like, I'm just going to play through the campaign. Don't love it like that. So I'm going to see if I can't get Parker to join me on this on this little venture. Gotcha. All right. If that's all you got, I can run through the last ones. Um, I watched City of Gold, um, which is based in Brazil. And I had no idea about this, anything about this movie when I started watching it. However, I do know it's critically acclaimed. Everybody freaking says this is a cinematic masterpiece. 90% on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, City, City of God. Oh, City of God. Very. Di- I have seen God. City of God. I watched City of God a year and a half ago. Um, It's... 8.6 on freaking IMDb. Everybody loves this movie. On IMDb is 22 best movie all time. Okay. Out of all the movies, it was nominated for four Oscars. Didn't win any of them. Whole things in subtitles it takes place in Brazil. So it's all in Portuguese. This movie's freaking incredible. Um, To the point where it was so hard to tell if it was a documentary. Yeah. It was yeah. like the acting was phenomenal. They're all like under 25. So the fact that they found 
kids that could act this well is crazy. Mm-hmm. And the story is just compelling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it is very just good. real life. You didn't need world stakes. The relationships were nuts. I was reading subtitles the whole time and I'm like, this movie's crazy. Because I, I think it's super easy for a movie about real life to get super boring. Roma is one of the most overrated movies of all time. And mm-hmm. I think that movie is so boring. But City of God was not that way at all. It is it is a long movie and it came out in 2002. But this is one of those movies I'm like, it, it's a meal. Yeah, it's a there it's will be blood you're gonna have to sit down and freaking go through it it's phenomenal it's the best movie i watched of the 11 all right i have one more movie that i have to talk about okay no time to die if you like spoilers i'm so excited for this movie dude i'm so excited if you are invested in daniel craig you will probably enjoy this movie if you are in it to watch an action movie with the name Bond on it, you will be incredibly bored. <laughs> it's two and a half hours of Yes, I love of, long movies, man. Of people referencing characters that you either skipped because the movie got bad ratings or you watched the movie two years ago and have since forgotten their names. So, if you can overcome those two hurdles, you will probably like it a lot more than I did. That is the review that I will give it. I am so excited. I've this movie's been postponed two or three times and I've been so sad. So I'm so excited to finally watch it. All right, last five movies. The Book of Eli with Denzel Washington on HBO Max. Very good, but not great. It is on the freaking border of greatness, but it's not there. Um it's about a post apocalyptic world where all the books were burned. Um, and destroyed or not that all the books were burned and destroyed but a specific book was hunted down burned and destroyed um radiation through the nuclear um disasters um left a lot of people blind and killed all the crops and now like it's hard to find water you can't grow anything there's cannibals running rampant it's a problem and you follow denzel washington who we all know is amazing i gave it a seven and a half okay then i watched jay edgar also on HBO Max, shout out to our sponsor, uh, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, following the life of J. Edgar Hoover, the founder of the FBI. This movie was bad. Oh, wow. My rating is only because the acting was incredible. Um, Leonardo did an amazing job, of course, and Army Hammer did an amazing job, of course. But the story is so freaking boring. Yikes. It's about the FBI and it is so boring, bro. Nobody cares, bro. It's literally yeah. about a guy who's essentially, if you take the FBI out, it's about a guy who's trying to start a company Um, and he needs to get the public on his side and the government doesn't want to fund it. And that's, it's, a, it's more of a finance movie than a crime movie. And it's obnoxious. I did not like it. It's, I give it 6.2. It was rough and I wouldn't recommend it to people. Also watched Promising Young Woman on HBO Max. Okay. Great movie. It was good. I liked it. It was good. I gave it an 8.25. Um, I love thriller, scary. It's not scary, but like definitely thriller. Yeah. With a different like aesthetic and it was very colorful. The dialogue was legit. I could follow the plot very easily and it was easy to stay invested and it didn't overstay its welcome. Big fan of Promising Young Woman, 8.25. Then I followed it up with I Care A Lot on Netflix, which is about a woman who takes care or takes advantage of elderly by sending them to a home and all the assets they have, sells them off, keeps a lot of it and takes just basically takes advantage of people who are totally coherent, but can convince the judge that they're not. It's okay. It's okay. 7.25. It's good. Um, I would recommend it to people who have nothing they want to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, and are just looking for a movie. Be like, I want to movie watch a movie this Friday night. All right, go watch I Care a Lot on Netflix. It's it's okay, good. Yeah, 7.25. And then the last movie I watched, I've been no, I actually watched two movies after this. So I watched The Machinist with Christian Bale which everyone knows as the movie he turned into a skeleton for. This is, um, he filmed this movie right before he filmed Batman Begins. So right after he cut all this weight, he had to pick it back up again. Um, And he got down to like 110 pounds or 115, something stupid. And the movie sucks. Oh, Which means he did all of this for nothing, dude. And this was the second worst movie I've watched of the 12 because Capone was bad. This is slightly above it. Okay, and Um, what was the other one? 
And then the last one I watched was Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, I've kind of been meaning to watch that. I've been meaning to watch this since middle school because Mr. Catania brought it up when he was teaching us about Double Jeopardy. And I'm like, I'll watch that. And I got around to it 15 years later. <laughs> um, It's good. good. I would recommend it. Yeah, I, awesome. I, I, I dig it. Um, obviously the internet got invented right before this movie came out. So they just have a scene where they're teaching people how to freaking use a search engine. Um, so that's kind of obnoxious, um, but it's good. I would recommend it. I think I'm going to give it like a flat seven. Okay. Um, nothing crazy. Um, but that means a lot because this movie's so freaking, I, I don't even know double jeopardy. When did this movie come out? 1999. I'm blown away that it held up. And it did. And the acting is legit. So would recommend. I think that's also on Netflix. So I watched freaking 12 movies and five stand up in this period of time. All right. Um, well, um, <laughs> thanks for catching up with us. We had a name for this segment, but we kind of just dove right into it. So whatever. It's, it's fine. Moonlighting. It's our other job. When we're not doing this, we're still watching stuff and we talk about it. Yeah. Um, let's move on to our one hit wonder. Um, this one is called uh, this one's called Comet Bait because my biggest pet peeve is I'll go on Facebook. Facebook, and I will just see some random radio station post a, 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 a question and the comments, there'll be like, no joke, a million comments. And I'm like, it's just a question, guys. It is clearly trying to bait you in defeating the algorithm. Yeah. Just interact. Yeah. Just interact. And it, I hate it. So over the last two weeks, I've been screenshotting them and we're going to go through some of them. Oh, boy. All right. First one. Can you think of a boy's name without the letter E? 6.8 million comments. Can you think of a boy's name without the letter E? Craig. Craig. I can think of Craig. Dude, that sucks. That sucks. 6.8 million comments. They freaking got everybody. All right. One one point two. I'm mad now, dude. What? All right. One point two million comments. The word "what" spelled W A T. What comes after sex? Thinking emoji, crying emoji. One point two million comments. And um, the comment that made this post show up on my Facebook feed was reading a book. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Next. It's the wrong one. Um, Dude, why? Dude, this is like old people. Instagram yeah. is what Facebook okay, is. Okay, but here's the thing. All these comments are from people my age. That makes me mad. Yeah. So this you one know has, better. This one has 570,000 comments. If you had to move out of state, where would you go? Hey, God. <sighs> it's just so frustrating because like you, it's frustrating because it's the simplest questions. And hey, guess what? Nobody cares. It's one of those things to do that's it's literally you. It's like. You're the hot chick at a bar. And a guy goes, so what do you do? He doesn't care what you do, bro. (laughs) He doesn't care. He just wants you to feed his algorithm. He just wants to get inside your head. 876,000 comments. If you could rid the world of one thing, rid in all caps. If you could rid the world of one thing, what would it be? I want someone to say social media is so bad. I love when people get meta on social (laughs) media. Be like, I think social media is toxic, bro. You're on it right now, boy. And you're not doing anything productive. Uh, This person said glitter. Hey, gang, glitter? Wrong answer. That's one thing, bro. Not cancer, not AIDS, not poverty. All right. This one is in all caps, so I need to step away from the mic. If we could only... Hold on. If we only had stick shift cars and trucks today, could you drive? Let me tell you, if that was the only option, people would figure it out. 2.7 million comments. And And the comment that I see says... Yes, with a grin on my face. Shut up. <laughs> the freaking it. amount of people that feel like they're good drivers because they can drive stick and or that they're better than people who can't. Hey, you don't know how to install software on your computer, you imbecile. You don't know how to freaking send pictures on your phone. You don't know how to crop your photos. You don't know what portrait mode is. You don't know how Bluetooth works. So shut up about you working a basic freaking lever in your car that you used 15 years ago when it was relevant. And by the way, they had to teach because there was no other option. You freaking doofus. Okay, we've got two more. 600,000 comments. Again, all caps. Name an addiction other than drugs and alcohol. Why? 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 Why does it? Why? What is the? I don't even know what the context is. There is none. 
Alex, there is none. And our last one that we're going to look. Oh, wait. No, I need to look. I need to tell you this one first. <laughs> 1.2 million comments. Can you answer this question without saying yes, yeah, yep, yo? Do you need money? No. <laughs> I just, I love the, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. You can't say yes or yeah. Hold on. Wait or yep. Wait or yo. What about Uh, sure? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. We solved your puzzle, Olmec. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Last one we're going to look at. 1.5 million comments. Peanut butter goes with blank. You can't say jelly. Chocolate. Honey. Bread. The most annoying thing is the people who are going to, half those the majority of the comments 90 percent, all commented the same thing just like the one that said it before you and then there's gonna be a couple people who just say something freaking crazy to get likes and comments like this uh filling the channel of a crisp piece of celery from the near center of the stock this person (laughs) is having a cry for help also, if you're one this of my person... also if you're one of my Facebook friends and I just totally put you on blast because I read your Facebook comment, stop commenting on people's uh, hey, posts. If this... you're one of those people, <laughs> f- you, bro. This is an intervention. We're all concerned for you, dude. Uh, the fact that those people exist and the fact that those people don't get it annoying these you know right you have to know these are the people that leave porn comments very beautiful great body these are the people who freaking copy and paste if you don't (laughs) check your privacy settings facebook is going to delete your account within the next 24 hours copy and share to as many people as possible to spread the word dude i remember that and listen i will say i was that person once when i was 14 Cause like, and it's like, um, Facebook has your phone number and they will send it to all your friends unless you go into your settings and opt out. Like Facebook has everything now. Sorry. Sorry. Meta has everything now. Like whatever. It's, it's the only thing that makes me mad about people doing bad things is dumb people not knowing they're being dumb. It's the... We can't talk about this anymore. Okay. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get real mad. Did you want a clown on Facebook changing its name to Meta? Or is that kind of played I, out already? I think it's played out. Also, I don't care. Why does All anyone... Right. Dude, freaking change your name to Harriet Tubman. See if I care. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Well, uh, that was whatever I called it. Comment, whatever. Um, It's not coming back. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> um... Uh, we already talked about what we've been watching, so I oh, mean, I forgot a movie. Oh my god! Killing them softly with Brad Pitt, six point two five out of ten. It's bad. He's a okay. hitman, and that's the entire movie is trying to kill people. Here's the thing, and he's not very good at it. Okay, fair enough. I've also been getting back into Borderlands. You know, it's my new podcast game. It's fun. I like it a lot. Um, also, uh, if you haven't yet listened to the Small and Tall episode, we went we went over some spooky movies and some other aesthetically fall movies. You, go listen to that. Um, Hate to drive our numbers now. But if you only listen to that stuff during Halloween, set a note in your calendar for next year. Yeah. (laughs) And make sure you watch it and or listen to it. All right. Well, next week we are watching Rocket Man. Going to dive into some Elton John. But until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. (laughs) 